your eyes up, don't get all tied up Hoping you rise up, the multiple lies of the multi-faceted, multi-complex system of living that people are living Stuck in inertia, that's a diversion, government worship, instead we are searching Ancient mysteries, ancient history, sacred energy, and how to discern it Human autonomy, truth and philosophy, UFOlogy, human psychopathy, super anomalies, human ecology You got lobotomies up in your consciousness, all the thoughts that we've been dancing around The system wants to blow your candle out, but we won't let it We reject it with our pathetic lies, so we chant it down This is Chan It Down Podcast. ChanItDownRadio.com is the website. This is episode 222. This is where we deprogram from the deep program. And I'm back from my hiatus. I took February off and did a few things. Now back on again. This is a solo episode. Um, this is just me doing some truth philosophy and expanding the Understanding Rebellion miniseries. This is part eight, The Ejection Seat. Well, see, I've been just doing my thing. I had to get a, a couple other things done, but I hope you enjoyed some retro relevance. Even if you've heard those episodes before, you may get value from those that I re-released. And um, I haven't been totally taking a break from podcasting. I did uh, uh, multiple interviews on other people's shows, and I'll be posting those on the homepage of the website. Just keep scrolling down all the d- different interviews I've done, and you'll find them there. Now we're going back to being in full swing on this show, and I plan to do lots of great things this year as much as I can in my abilities. So if you get value from this show, please support it by sharing it out. Give it five-star reviews. Help the algorithms. And if you really get value from it, then you can subscribe to Patreon and get my other show, Afterthoughts, which I release once a month. A little extra stuff if you like, or even support other ways too on the website. A lot of people don't have the truth, and they've been brainwashed, and we're here to wash your brain, so this is the show where we do so, and when you walk out your door, you're going into a world that's under mind control, so know that, that this show can be a refuge for you, for those of you that go out in the world and feel the same way, so um, I'm back giving you guys a variety this year, again, lots of guests coming too, it's going to be a, a plethora of different things coming into the new year we're already in march of 2023 i can't even believe it and well the world has gone mad and there's lots of current events i should be talking about but i thought i would just come back at you with an episode that gives you a little bit into um some important tool sets you should be using uh as things might tighten up or maybe not but hopefully not but Anyway, this is just an exploration of the Understanding Rebellion series. This is part eight, the ejection seat. So get ready to use that. And today we're going to talk about things here on episode 222. Um, I thought it was fitting the number 222, the triple number means create new beginnings and expand with the universe. This is... uh, part eight of the Understanding Rebellion series, and you don't have to listen to the prior seven shows, but this is where we explore the concept of rebellion. And this specific tool set is the ejection seat, or the eject button. Um, But uh, we're going to break this down into three sections today, this talk. First one is the personal journey, and the second one is societal rebellion, and the the third one is homesteader. If you really want to chant down the system in your life and be a true objector of the New World Order and 
the psychopathic backwards way of this world, then the ejection seat needs to be at your disposal. And one of the more important messages that I think that um, gets little attention maybe in the alternative media that I like to highlight more is to drop out. In other words, the ejection seat. The ejection seat or the ejection button is to say stop. It stop going a direction in your life that isn't your path. And I want that message to stay here at Chan It Down, warm always, you know, keeping it warm. I've highlighted the, the idea many times, but I've never just done a show on it. And it's a really scary thing for, for most people and not an option for many to press the eject, eject button and not even me nowadays. So, but the idea is to drop out and say, fuck it all. But not because you're lazy, you want to lay around, you know, um, but it's because this is not your path. And many people don't apply that attitude. But seriously, how much of our time do we spend t trying to please others, to make other people happy? Yeah, I know, if you're married and you have kids, you have to bend to that, to your situation, or you definitely won't be married anymore and you won't be a good parent. And I know because I'm both of those things too, but I haven't been before, and I know that if you have the chance to push the ejection seat, ejection button, then you should. But for those of you in that married with kids situation, breaks are important in marriages. I don't think we're meant to always be around people constantly. You have to get away to rejuvenate because sometimes... Uh, people are like moth wings where that powder rubs off and your power kind of goes away from being around people. And that's how I rejuvenate is always being alone. And that goes back to the solo journey that I've talked about. And this kind of intertwines with journeys too. You can kind of intertwine this first part of the top topic, um, the, that with the taking the journey. But back to the main subject, dropping out, it's a power that we don't actually exercise enough in this life, I don't feel. You know, the, the ability to press the ejection seat. Um, I don't mean when the going gets tough, press the eject button, but it's when you're not on your true path, you swayed from that path, and your soul is restless and unsatisfied, uh, then you press that button. You know, dropping out can, can really upset people, but can you live an unauthentic life? Can you continue on living that? I say this to you guys out there who generally don't think like normal people because probably you listen to this show and you probably don't. You've been shown a path that defies all odds and you're not going to be one of the herd and maybe we, we are just a unique breed out there. Um... But maybe you're attracted to this show because you don't fit in with the norm, and that's why you chant down the system. You chant down Babylon. It's, it's obvious that it's all wrong, you know, and others around you don't see it, but you do, and you can't do what they do, so it's time to do what you do. There are all kinds of instances where the ejection seat is an option, and when it is not, you know. Um, for some, it happens uh, in career choices or in colleges. Maybe, maybe you get this sports scholarship in high school because you were good at football, and by the time you're in college, you feel like it's just not you for some reason, you know? But your interests lie in something else, and that something else is calling you, and you can't hush it. But your school... And your parents are counting on you to bring this through to completion. And, you know, they want to see you make the NFL maybe, you know, or, or go as far as you can, right? But that's not what you want to do. You're miserable, so you drop out and do the thing that your heart wants. Everyone thinks you're crazy, but they're not on your path. And, okay, that's that's generally like, let's, let, let's say that's, that's, a, that's a rich kid scenario, okay? Um, and for most people I know are, are, are not part of that experience, okay? You know, I grew up as a poor kid. College wasn't even an option, and I didn't give a flying fuck about it. 
my situation was that I needed to do what my heart wanted to do. And that was at that time, stop working meaningless jobs and start pursuing music and writing and many other interests of mine and, and go on that path. And think these things matter whether I got famous or not. It was like I had to do it. This is what I have to do. And I, I could not lay down and just do a job. I could not do what everybody else was doing. And I decided to ride unemployment out to the max until that ran out and continue to ride this journey out on credit cards. Yeah, the credit card part was a bad idea, but it extended my life in this realm at the time, which was pre-1999, before that, around there. And in doing this, I was met with the truth. I was met with amazing things that created the path that I'm on today, which then gave my works meaning. It gave me a better purpose, and I trusted a path that I didn't fully understand. Um, and that's a very big key, because sometimes we don't see that path that God has laid, but you feel it, but you're afraid. And I don't have a problem using God in my, my works. In fact, um, I don't, but it, 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 that's just me. Um, it's the fact of letting, letting the bottom drop out on yourself. I walked across uncertain times that were scary, but I was met by a miraculous force that guided me through. So this is not a religion thing. I mean, you know, um, I, that's how I learned to believe in God, because I went a path that I felt that was going to, you know, it, I could have been wrong, but I just kept going with that feeling that I need to go on that path. And that, that's what happened, you know? So dropping out is, is you giving a middle finger to the system and every naysayer and following your dreams because it's the most you that you are, you know? It's not just following your dreams, but it's saying my job I'm not going to do it anymore. It's not serving me. It's rotting my soul, not fulfilling it. My bills, my taxes, I'm not going to pay them anymore. They're sucking me dry from forward motion and everyone's expectations. I'm not going to live by that anymore. They're keeping me in place when I need to move freely and be me. It's not selfish when it's what you're meant to do on this planet. You know, when it's your calling you answer it. The universe will provide if it's truly your calling. And this is a power stance. And I think it's good to harness this power. Also, what I just mentioned is the pathway to being homeless if you keep on that path. So you, so you better have a plan or at least go with your heart. It can't be just like, well, I think this is the right path. You just have to know that this is what you must do. I don't want to get an email like, well, Loomis, um, I quit my job. Now what do I do? You know, this has to be your path. But here's some, some ways to bat away naysayers and people that might put the doubts in your heart, you know, because just because someone else doesn't believe in your dreams doesn't mean they're not worth pursuing. That's for sure. And if you have direction and someone that does, doesn't honor your path, that, that's often the case that they're, they're secretly jealous. And often your true path is radical. It's not for others to understand. You know, when I broke off from my crew doing music and hanging out and stuff and just decided to do my own thing, solo music, solo journeys, and do a few other things, I didn't share to them why I was doing it. I kept it private because I knew that they didn't have the ability to understand my radical path. It wasn't for them to understand, and it won't be for people to understand your radical path. They probably won't get you. They won't get it. And the thing about being self-directed is that goals take time. Every day is a small brick in the wall. I mean, you're lucky to you know, get a little further every day. But if you get and touch on that, getting a little further every day, that's really great. And I, I was um, listening to um, a um, ex-professional bodybuilder named Dorian Yates. 
you may have heard of him. He's been on Joe Rogan, and the guy's actually really incredible. Um, now, you don't have to like bodybuilding or not, but Dorian is like 60 years old now. He was Mr. Olympia six times in a row. And he said that, you know, that every time that he had, um, if he did, it missed a workout, he was missing that someone else was one-upping him, basically, because he knew that he had to just keep on building and building and building. But, you know, that's a serious dedication. I know, I don't think bodybuilding gets enough um, respect now when I listen to him, because, yes, I, I it's not something I ever want to watch. Um, it's like a beauty pageant for men, personally. It's not my thing. But to be able to change your body and sculpt it like that and say, hey, I want to put on a little more tricep or something and actually you know get those things more developed and it's a lot of pain it's a lot of work but if you have that kind of that kind of attitude that he had he wasn't part of the the um the la the um what do you call it the uh venice beach scene right he was from england so he didn't have he just came from out of nowhere with his goals and did it. And that's what's kind of cool about him. And now he's into ayahuasca and he's into the truth. And that's why I like him so much. I even invite him, invited him on this show. I don't think he's coming on. I don't know. He didn't respond back and, you know, it's a small show compared to what he probably normally gets on and it's not a workout show. But I'm just saying, using him as an example of someone that had a path and knew that he had to do this thing and Oftentimes it comes from a dark place too. Like I've noticed that like things like that, you know, sometimes it's like it's making, uh, taking a dark place in your life and creating something out of it. You know, uh, the best things do come out of struggle. So back to the central thing here is I think that a lot of people are afraid to leave home and there's a good reason for this. You know, they're afraid to press the ejection seat and because it's hard. It's really hard. Taking the journey is hard. It's scary. Moving is hard. You know, going to a new place. If you if you look at my um, year on this show, 2017 for this show, I had very few shows. I had like six shows or something, even maybe even less than that. I can't even remember. That was the year that I moved away from Hawaii. And I had to work uh, a really grueling and shitty job. And, um, well, am I glad I did it? Yes, I am glad I did it because when I came back here, I realized what I wasn't missing and I realized that it was good. It was good. So although I did go off course and, you know, I mean, that's why I don't have as many episodes uh, as some people that start out not that long ago because, well, I'm, I'm a part-time podcaster, but yeah, I can, I can see some people that have, you know, that started half, five years ago that have more episodes than me just because... There were years like that, but anyway, and it, but yeah, it sucked. It was, it, and it wasn't fun at times, but you know, sometimes you have to do certain things, but how will you ever see new things if you don't lose sight of shore? So, so the ejection seat dropping out is about getting your power back. The eject button is your friend when you're missing your path. I mean, I read an email back in November about a girl, let's see, what episode was that? I believe it was the Outer Journey show. In fact, it was, yeah, which was um, episode 215. Um, yeah, so I, I read a, uh, an email from a girl with a boyfriend that had a bad temper, and she wants to have a kid with him, and, you know, and I'm thinking in that situation, like, if that situation gets real bad, she needs to know how to drop out of that situation, the, the ejection seat might be the wise idea. So I, I think the most important thing to have at your disposal is, is, is that dropout mindset ready with a lot of things, you know? I mean, Jesus said to drop everything and follow him. There's power in that. I mean, you know, just to like have no possessions and just have a mission. I mean, not to join a cult, but, you know, that kind of just like letting go. The most enlightened people in our history were wanderers with little attachments. I mean, if you look at the story of, of Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, or, you know, more common known as Buddha, yeah. Um, he went from rags to riches, back to 
wandering and being free with nothing again. And at least the version that I read in my early 20s. And he he would he would uh, always reflect on the different people that he was the different and that's that's great to be able to do that, um, but um, being able to be a lot of people and sometimes I think we are meant to be a lot of people in this life, not just one version of ourselves. So um, I think we need to adopt this mindset to the world we're invested in. I mean, free yourself from being too invested in the system, you know, and being able to press the ejection seat when it's time. I mean, 2020 taught us that shit could get bad real quick. It did. And so the heart knows. Always trust it. You never go wrong trusting your heart. You might think you did for a while. Um, and that's why you want to make sure you are following your heart. But it, it takes hard times sometimes to create good times. So always, you know, trust your heart and you won't be disappointed because you have to be willing to work, but the best things come through being uncomfortable. So trust the journey. Sounds cliche, but sometimes truth is very simple. In fact, that's why intellectuals are often so far from the truth because they can't accept little simple answers like that. They have to, it's just too simple for them. And that's the problem is you can't fit intellectuals into simplicity. All right, so let's go to number two of this talk here, societal rebellion. So this is where we kind of kick it up a notch here. So yes, there's the solo journey, there's you, and then there's more um, of a societal societal uh, ejection seat. And it's the ability to refuse this way of life. Um, and this can be individual too, because sometimes you can't always work with a group, right? But the ability to not go along with anyone and what they are doing. Also the ability to let to 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 let use to let aggression go when needed, to use aggression, should I say. Uh, but don't get yourself locked up, you know. But it's about refusal to go with their secondary standards. In other words, whatever the system is putting out there for you that you don't like, then it's about that refusal. You know, I remember during COVID when I wasn't stepping on their six-foot social distancing stickers, you know, and and so I was, and someone actually kind of got on me about it. I said, "You mean I'm going to get the virus if I step over here or over here?" You know. Um, throw their ridiculousness right back at them. You know, they need to see that following the rules is not as smart as understanding the truth. They need to see that. They need to understand that. And I know that's hard for them to understand, but give people reinforcing these rules hell everywhere. Give it back to them. Not just COVID rules, because that's that's over as far as I know. Uh, but anything against common sense and natural law, you know, give it right back to them. And of course, these people don't make the rules. They're just paid to do their job and they're following the rules. They need to seriously be put on the spot and try to wring out an ounce of understanding from them that their rules are bullshit. So you need to give them that. And at least you try it. Even if your words bounce off deaf ears, and usually these people really, you know, need a, a, a worldview change, and, and it's not an easy mission, no doubt. And yeah, is it worth your energy? You know, is it worth giving out that kind of energy? You have to determine that. I mean, maybe you just want to go get in and out of somewhere, and I get that. There are times that that's not needed. But these ridiculous rules and ways have to be challenged at some level, and if you're, you're not going to, probably nobody else will. So you eject from their policies. You reject from their ways. I get, I get grumpier about shit like this as I get older. And I, I can see the grumpy old man I could get to. But why I get grumpier, and you too probably, is you've put up with shit for longer. You know? Uh, and, you know, all of these teachers nagging at you when you were a kid. All these employers... Cops, security guards, uh, authoritative people trying to conform you. And you've had enough after a while. You've had it. You've had enough. But also because 
another thing is the rules are ever more encroaching on your freedom. So getting grumpier is not really an, an age thing in this case. It's more of a reaction to this madness, you know. And this is going off topic a bit, but um, just general respect. I mean, have you noticed that places like like restaurants and businesses in general have horrible customer service now? I don't know if you've noticed that, but I certainly have on my side here in Hawaii. Hawaii's never really had, beyond the tourist industry, never really had much um, great customer service anyway, I suppose. But I I, I bought takeout from an Indian restaurant here, um, and the non-Indian staff frowned at me for not tipping, kind of. Just kind of gave me that, like, look, and like, you know, don't you want to tip kind of thing? And and I, I, I've worked uh, in restaurants. You, you don't tip for takeout. Sorry, that's just the way it is. I got zero service from them. I paid to drive there and pick it up, and that's it. So why should I tip? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's like the, people just expect that now. People have lost respect, and the, and the customer is not always right anymore. Usually not. And just to be clear, I'm not one that goes around and expects to get good service because people need to serve me, but it it makes it even less enjoyable to go out in the world and do things when you can't even get a great experience anywhere because people are no longer happy working at these jobs, you know? And of course, that, that comes down to pay and, you know, who the fuck wants to work at a lot of these places anyway, right? I mean, they don't pay good. And if you can't make a good living from it, then why would you like it? And so there is that. I get it. And at one time, you could actually make a good living off working at the hardware store or something like that. And that's when people gave good service and were into their jobs. Now you can't at all. And that's an indicator that our civilization is in its last days. It's just that there's no more, like, motivation and stuff. But but that's another show. And actually, that'll be kind of a first, uh, a soon sooner show than later probably but you can reject and eject their ways show them their lack of respect you can push the ejection seat on that shit too but back to the ejection ejection seat in general it it can be taken on a group level so um a good example of this would be the, the the big workplace if you work at a big company you know new new company rules coming in and there's there's so many businesses that turn corporate and they adopt the, the policies that make working there worse. And they treat you like a criminal. <clears throat> Notice when places hire like a new boss that's there to change everything. And that's when it's time to go. You know, that's when you should put, have your feelers out like, hmm, something's not right here. You know, employees hate when someone's there to change everything and assess their job. You know, they don't like that. I mean, you got things locked down. You do a pretty good job then there shouldn't be this. But so, so they get, they, they bring in stronger or stricter policies, um, less rights, usually less pay for more workload. That's when it's time for entire bodies of employees to press the ejection seat and walk out. Not only that, entire bodies to walk out so the place can't operate without you, you know, and especially if it's a place where there's skilled individuals that temp services couldn't hire a person to possibly duplicate, then you screw them as a group. You know, you screw that workplace because they're trying to screw you. You know, if you if we want to truly take this world back from these parasite elites and their ideologies, we have to get drastic and not participate. Make them the minority, you know? And there's so much power in a group when you take action. Um, you know, we shouldn't stand for this. And we shouldn't be standing for so many different agendas and mentalities out there. We, there's so much that we let go pass by every day that we need to start ejecting and rejecting. You know, destroy their 15-minute city ideas. Don't follow their rules. It's that simple, right? And now if they try another lockdown of, on society, everybody go to work. You know, it's this group this is how we save the world. It's this kind of stuff right here, you know. Um, if if uh, they decide to um, 
you know, I mean, if they decide to legalize pedophilia, then you take your kids right out of school. I don't know. You know, there's so many things. There's so many power stances that large groups of humanity could make if they just had the guts enough to say no, the ejection seat. And the ejection seat, the eject button is hidden for a lot of people that are, uh, that have, that, that are just, are slowed down, dumbed down, and they don't understand that they can actually take action and press that button. You know, that should be at everyone's disposal, but people are too lazy and they have no empathy. They're, 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 they have a lack of enthusiasm that almost needs to be put in place so you have the ejection button so, and lack of self-respect. So, yeah, there's that. You know, so society, I mean, that's, that's the true answer. Like, you know, you want to answer to all the problems I bring on this show. It's honestly, it's honestly, um, it's honestly a group effort that has to be made it's group non-compliance it's actually that simple but let's decide you need you decide it needs to get physical and this is this is last resort stuff but look who who's really pushing these agendas at least in your face wimps yeah i mean look look at bill gates look at look at these these people you could just you know they didn't have a bodyguard they they would be destroyed by uh, a real, uh, you know, a real man or woman, you know, but the lack of testosterone and intimidating people of today compared to the 80s and 90s, I'm not scared. You know, even the manly girl that was yelling at me for not wearing a mask in LA during COVID, you know, if you identify as a man, then I guess it's safe to say that you can get hit by a man. I mean, let, let's see how you fare with a real dose of testosterone, bitch. I mean, dude, uh, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, don't, you don't have to hit someone. But seriously, like, people need to be put back in their place. And only if humanity really started standing up. We haven't even started to fight yet, yet in my opinion. I don't mean to put a damper on things, but... It's the truth. We really haven't, like, humanity really hasn't pushed back in proper ways. It's, and it's only ratcheted worse since the days I started doing this show 10 years ago. I mean, the real fight still awaits, in my opinion. Look, I, I come from a background of people getting in fights and physicality. You know, back when people settled things with their fists. Back when, you know, the good old days, really... You know, I, and I can hear the new age people now. Oh, that's so base and that's so primitive and, uh, you know. And yeah, if you can settle it without that, sure, it's better. In fact, it should be the last resort to go to physicality. But I come from the 80s and 90s when people weren't afraid to throw down. And that's been somehow taken out of society. And I would say through food additives, um, chemicals in water, air... And add in mind control, you know, uh, stuff in the, through the TV. I, 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 you know, it's a combination of things. And of course, you you want that unafraid power stance, but with consciousness attached. I mean, there was a ton of dumbasses in those days, especially in the gangster '90s, that would jump you, punch you, or beat you. But there was no consciousness, and we don't want that. But you know, sometimes it comes to really getting that testosterone coming in, you know. Um, you want to drop out of someone's fake control of you? You want to press the ejection seat? See how well they go when you show them real physical power. You know, as long as you understand the self-defense principle and what your rights are, and it's about understanding natural law. It's, it's um, honestly more about a stance of physicality rather than actually reaching over the counter and punching someone's lights out. But, you know, and it, it, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm definitely like not for that, but take it, for example, the character in Falling Down, the movie Falling Down. He tore apart the, the, Koreans, the Korean guy's store, but he didn't actually harm the man. 
But he was sick of lack of respect. He was sick of, you know, just the general mentality, you know, and, and I, I could, I can see that, that general just city mentality and, you know, don't give a fuck about you and, and, you know, and how expensive things have gotten. And like, those are actually good complaints, right? I mean, it's not the guy's fault, but you know, note that, you know, and you shouldn't emulate the guy from falling down. I'm not saying that, but he even paid for his coke, if you remember the movie. So, um, which brings to me property destruction brings, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. So I'm surprised that people didn't try to take down the news stations during COVID, um, and take down their towers, you know? I would, they're, they're broadcasting the bullshit. Why not go to the source? And this is where you get in real trouble. But that's where the propaganda is being broadcasted from. Look, you don't want to get in real trouble. I'm not even saying that. But a sharp-minded, conscious population would go and pull the plug on anything poisoning their society. That's why in the Constitution it says to keep the militia. You know, we're here to protect the people from tyrannical government and... You know, I'm, I'm not a big constitutionalist, really, but like there were good elements in there that actually were there put in place for the reason to protect the people from stuff like that, you know, and that would include the law officers and military. That's this is what really needs to happen. Police and military need to realize who they are serving and drop out, you know, only if they understood the ejection seat. I mean, they're the ones manning the weapons anyway. Think about if they could turn those around. I mean, you know, and so they really need to understand the ejection seat. You know, we drop out, the elites stop being held up. It's it's kind of, it's it sounds simple, but it's that simple. Yet so impossible in our world that doesn't have proper morality in check and doesn't think for themselves. And of course, serving masters under mind control. And that's a real problem. Um, but I'm not afraid to destruct property. I grew up in that, uh, that, that environment. My middle school rebelled. I think I've told this story before on this show, but maybe not. I can't remember. Uh, we took apart the school. We had riots at my middle school, right about the time of the LA riots around 1992. Um, you know, we're taking apart light fixtures. We tore out drinking fountains, you know, we destroyed whatever we could. You know, I remember one kid threw a chair through a window. It didn't go all the way through because it had that wire mesh stuff that stopped it from going through. But why? Why were, Why was everybody doing this? It was a ghetto school, and, and there was a lot of messed up kids in there from messed up upbringings. And, well, everybody, I think, really just wanted to vent, you know? we, And I think, when I think back, we were venting our anger at a corrupt system we didn't understand. We were captive in a prison that they call school. The school put in rules, I think it was like about not wearing certain colors that could be um, gang colors and and other stupid rules. I mean, I can't really remember, but it gave everyone an excuse to rebel. And I think it even united the gang colors under on, on, under one fight. And that's that's what's kind of funny about that. So I, I take I take into my adult mind that tool set. You know, I'm not going to be doing those things. But if I see a sign advocating something I don't like, if no one's around, I rip it down. You know, it's there in me to act like that. I came from that and I still keep that. You know, do I use it? Not often all at all, because, well, it's not worth getting caught in your 40s for petty crime. Right. But you're not useful if you're locked up. Remember that. And there's more cameras around than ever. But. Maybe they, they should be torn down, you know? <laughs> but to keep that not-afraid, radical way to respond to tyranny as a bad disease reaction in your tool set is important. Don't let cobwebs grow over it, you know? If it's, if it's not in you, um, grow it responsibly, you know? And by the way, this is not the same energy of the Black Lives Matter protest, mostly peaceful protests and quotes there. No, 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 not that type of rebellion. This is, this is being educated on what's really going on and stopping this new world order. It's ejecting and rejecting, all right? Ejecting from this, rejecting from it, and ejecting out. I, I, I'm not even advocating a physical rebellion here because we know that will play into their hands. 
But what I'm saying is, we certainly can't stand down again if we get another situation like COVID or whatever psyop they want next. Um, people need to have a little more, more testosterone in there, you know? Like, I don't know. Do people have to get on steroids? I don't know. But it honestly felt like the power had been stripped away from everyone, especially here in the United States. I just felt that, like, like whoa, where is everybody, you know? And have you noticed it still feels like that? It feels like these elites can't be touched. They just keep on passing things that uh, ruin our rights, keep on making little, making little moves, you know, while we're just sitting around, you know, watching TV, right? And the U.S. really didn't fight. America didn't really fight. Like, at least other countries stood up with large protests during the COVID times. And and we're the ones with the guns, you know? Um, France and the Yellow Vest movement, you remember that? That was right right before COVID. Uh, but also, France did a good job. Like, the doctors were throwing stethoscopes and ejecting from being dr- drug pushers. They were done. You know, they're like, no, we're done. And they put them in a big pile. That's the ejection seat, you know? Real power stances haven't even begun. And honestly, protesting is a waste of your time and energy, but the eject button is not. So that's when it gets, you know, important to have that also. There's also, there's also um, Trickster. I call it Trickster. But don't let Trickster in you die out either. You know, uh, pranks. Um, you know, I, I have that in me too. And I think that's a valuable tool as well. Ninja missions. Night, 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 night uh, missions, you know. Uh, pranks on the system are nice too. I mean, change a billboard into a truth message or something, you know? I mean, I did stupid things when I was in high school. I remember we took the P and the O off of one stop sign and took the S and the T off of another. And then we stuck the other P, we had some super glue, right? We, we stuck the, the other P and the O on the one that we removed the S and the T off of. So hopefully this makes sense. And it spelled out poop. So we, in other words, we made a poop sign just for laughs, you know. <laughs> I mean, imagine coming up to a sign. You're just kind of, you know, in your zone, kind of tired after work. And you're stopped at a poop sign, you know. Imagine seeing that. Funny, right? Trickster, you know. Another time, we opened up a crosswalk sign and painted the five fingers that flash at you, you know, when it's time to hurry up and get to the sidewalk because it's about to, the light's about to change. Well, what we did is we painted the other three fingers and we kept the middle finger there so it was flipping you off. So we made a flip-up, a flip-off sign, you know. This was all just for laughs, you know, but... um. You know, that's trickster, you know? But imagine what can be done with more reason. So let's bring this all back to the subject of dropping out, so uh, of the ejection seat. Maybe by now you're thinking that I've gotten off topic from a little bit here, um, from the original topic of dropping out and pushing the ejection seat, but actually it isn't. It's, it's all related. You, you're dropping out from the system when you say, no, I'm not going to take your shit. Whether it's you on your individual path or as a group against the system, dropping away from their radicalism. It's like, whoa, I was just minding my business and suddenly they're coming in with this, you know, and you're being treated like a criminal. Who decided to get radical in the last three years? Your government, not you. We stayed the same and then we got screwed. Well, let me rephrase that. Your government being controlled by these dark magicians that's that's what happened and most people have no fucking idea time to drop out from their control and 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 don't be afraid time to press the ejection seat it's you know and and it's just having less fear have you noticed that all this i've been talking about all has to do with having less fear of pressing that ejection seat it's that simple really so let's go on to number um, number three here. So we did, you know, the uh, 
what did we do? The, um, the, the individual, right? The, um, the, yeah, we did the uh, personal journey and then we did societal rebellion. And now let's talk about the homesteader. Uh, the homesteader, excuse me, um, is, <clears throat> I should not drink so much water when I talk here, but, um, the homesteader is there's a lot of people in this this information circle who have dropped out of society and decided to live in the country or off grid somewhere um and uh i hear a lot of hate from some voices out there toward people that run away to homestead that that they are copping out or that they are just running away i view it differently uh I feel that some of us are here for the fight and some of us are here to know this information and protect our families or protect ourselves from going insane. You know, um, so the homestead thing here I, is basically you pressing the eject button on the situation you're in and getting the hell out, get the fuck out of Dodge and going somewhere to live a life as far away from the system as possible. And I don't object to that. Um, uh, so if you live in a, a large city and you're going insane from society, then it's time to press the ejection seat on it all. I mean, it's not healthy for you if you're going insane. Everybody is different and every situation is different. You know, if you're, if you're off grid, you're, you are learning way more life skills than anyone in these compact cities anyway. And if, if and when shit really hits the blender, then you're going to be surviving far better than anyone in these urban settings. <clears throat> I mean, I live in Honolulu. It's a, it's a medium-sized big city. It's not a big, it's not a mega city. You know, let's see, it's probably about the size. Uh, it's kind of about the size of Portland, Oregon, or maybe... Smaller, a little bit, smaller than their metro, but, you know, um, Seattle, Portland, kind of that sort of size, right? But it has the fourth highest population density by U.S. metropolitan areas behind New York, L.A., and San Francisco. That is urban Honolulu. I live a little outside of the densest areas, but what I'm saying is it feels a lot larger than it actually is just because we're all crammed in on this island. So Honolulu can feel like a very large city. So I can see where uh, some people that don't like that kind of thing would go crazy here. You, you might ask why I'm what I'm doing here when I know shit may get crazy and I have to trust my path for now. But when I get that gut feeling, it's time to leave, then I'll leave and I'll press the ejection seat. It, it got really close actually a little over a year ago. Um, I, I have and so... Um, with I was ba basically being exed out of society, you know. Could do, I could go to a grocery store but once they did that, you know. That, that then that was time to press the ejection seat too. You know, I have to know when to press the ejection seat soon, possibly, but who knows, you know. And it it it's. I think, um, I think living off grid, or at least in a more rural sitting setting has its advantages. I, I don't blame anyone for pushing the ejection seat on life in cities. There's so much unnecessary stress that comes with living that way. But however, it is the new world order. And don't think it's, it's not coming to you too, even if you're out there hiding away from it. It's coming to you too. And it's coming to you maybe through um, weather modification, you know, maybe you won't be able to live where you live anymore because they're making it flood or, or drought and you're not able to grow your food. You know, there are some things that, that, um, you can't run away from, but being more self-sufficient is key though. I mean, can you make a fire from rubbing sticks? I mean, can you do that? You know, we need to have those skill sets at hand. And I think, I think it's only smart to, and I'm speaking to myself too, to, um, start harnessing more of these types of, of life skills. There's a lot to consider, though, if you do press the ejection seat and move rural or off-grid. It's not going to be a smooth transition. You know, first of all, 
you have to have money, right? But there's a lot more too to this. I mean, there's things that people don't think about. They just go, oh, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, I get you. I get you. You want to press that ejection seat. But, you know, let's say you, you move. It's a sudden movement. You move from New York City to some rural town in Iowa or something. I don't know. Just just making it up. I mean, for, you have to integrate with a small town. You can no longer be big city Bob. You know, um, this is similar to what I mentioned in um, episode 215, taking the outer journey. I, I think I recorded that in November. Yeah. Um, if you visited another country, you need to understand the culture enough before you get there and you need to accept what it is there and you need to learn to match it as much as possible. You know, you don't want to be a rude guest. Well, that's the same thing with moving to the rural. You can't just bring your shit there and act like it doesn't stink. Hint, hint, entitled Californians moving to Hawaii. Hint, hint, right? Um, it's about mentality. I mean, here, I'm sorry, but there, there aren't many great people in California who listen to this show, and I love you, and don't worry, but as an aggregate, the mentalities I see coming from there absolutely suck and need to be extinguished before going somewhere rural. It's just this ego. It's just this, like, entitlement I just fucking hate, okay? And I see it too much, and people really need to um, put themselves in check. So, but that's not even, that's just the beginning, right? I mean, there are a lot of inconveniences when you move to a rural area. For example, you're probably going to need to go to a grocery store. That means you're going to be driving a lot. That's a lot more fuel you're going to be using, Oh, you forgot something in town. You have to go back and get it. You know, you have to organize your life in trips that um, take care of it all. Or otherwise, you're going to be going back and forth and just wasting your day and your time. And going to town, even if it's a small town or whatever, is going to be a, a chore, right? Everything's going to be more of a chore. So you do um, take away convenience in a city to um, more more laborious tasks that you wouldn't think of. Um, but it's also living with wild animals and, and insects, you know, um, defending yourself from those. And, you know, there's a lot to consider there too, you know, and facing the elements of nature more, the, the, the cold, the heat, um, wherever you live, you know, you're going to have to be able to be able to work with the harsh planet a little more. You know, these are big things. And so pressing the ejection seat comes with responsibility of actions and understanding it's going to be hard um, or at least a challenging transition period. But continuing to live in Babylon um, may not be good for a lot of people, you know, and then there's some of us that need to stay and fight and I'll fight as much as I can. But then, you know, there may be a time where I go to press the ejection seat. So see how it's all uh, important to always think you do have that eject button. And if you need to use the eject button, it's there for multiple reasons, as long as it's a smart idea and you're following your heart. I mean, today there's uncertainty. I mean, here in March of 2023, what have we, I mean, there's there's been a lot of things that have gone on um, since I had my hiatus this last month. I mean, we had how many train derailments, like six with chemicals and stuff. I mean, what the hell's going on here? Um, fake, uh, shoot, well, shoot down the balloon and then these, these supposed objects, you know, and I think what they were doing with that, I think they were baiting us for our reaction to see what it's like when we, when they decide to pull the real thing, you know, I think they've been doing that for a little while, so you'll see this drip, drip, and that's probably more like what it is than anything else, but, so you got that going on, I mean, supposedly Epstein files were going to get released, so maybe all this was a distraction from that, I don't know what happened with that either, as of this recording, um, yeah, I mean, and like, egg factories burning down, I mean, this is crazy. Food factories burning down. This has been going on for a little while. Remember, I did a, uh, I did a happening now um, 
must have been last summer of 2022, I did a, a show where two planes just happened to have crashed into food manufacturing plants. Yeah, you know, out of everything in the world, they just happened to fall on those. So so definitely there's some crazy things going on here. There's a clandestine war going on behind the scenes. I'm starting to be convinced that the earthquake in Turkey and Syria was actually a harp quake, um, scalar weaponry. Um, so there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of uncertainty and of course, there's the elites that want to plan this and that. Supposedly, um, a cyber attack they say is imminent by 2025. I'm gonna start backing up this show because if they take off shows like this one, um, they're gone forever. You know, everything you should back up your stuff too. You know, and I'm I I'm that's a lot of work, right, and a lot of time to put into it. But yeah, we have to kind of know when to push the ejection seat now. 2023, well, so far, has been better than 2022, um, and better, that was better than 2021. So, in a way, we're better, but just remember that all those people that pushed all that draconian uh, draconian laws and, and lockdowns and all that stuff, they got away with it clean, and they're still there, you know? They're still in power, most of them. Their puppets, maybe some of them stopped, like... Um, New Zealand Prime Minister, but still, they just get another puppet in there. So, anyway, the ejection seat should always be ready, but we need to be stopping it on a local level and not putting up with it, you know? So, that's the ejection seat. And I hope you enjoy the concept of this show. I always want to keep the rebellious part of things alive as well, because I think there's a lot to... Um, Keep those tool sets in mind and ready as well. Um, I'm going to be having some guests on this show coming up pretty soon. And um, we're going to just continue what we always do on the show, doing solos. I'm going to try to put in a live stream this March and even try the caller thing. I hope that works. Um, I hope to see a lot more of you join Patreon if you can. Um, and get afterthoughts, and uh, I don't know, there's going to be some, I'll be back, I'm back full swing now, so there's going to be a lot of cool stuff here on Chant It Down, a lot of guests, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on, and um, I hope you enjoy, so I guess I'll stop babbling on here, but uh, yeah, uh, if you want to support the show, you can always go on um the site, the website, get a shirt. If you want to chant it down shirt, you know, it helps. Uh, every little bit helps. Like I say, I'm a one man show, still work a full time job, still doing everything I always did, but trying to, you know, put out a decent quality podcast as well. Much love you guys. Be, be a warrior, not a warrior. Chant it down. Is the path of life you know you have to sacrifice to grow to make your stagnant life explode to satisfy your soul? Is the path of life you know you have to sacrifice to grow to make your stagnant mind explode? 
It's not easy, it's gonna make you queasy Make you feel kinda seedy But you feel your heart beating And you have to be completing your mission Even if you have to stop all the submission for a minute But can back up and just be the one to be Getting your wishes and dreams Even if you have to kinda spread thin like cream Get up and follow your dreams and follow your heart Because it's all part You don't let the system tear you apart You're gonna go off the chart You're gonna erupt, you're gonna erupt And don't be swapped or swept under the carpet Don't be stuck staying in the armpit of society because they're depriving these things out of everybody that likes to follow their dreams and follow the schemes of the system the system doesn't give you wisdom it gets you distant from actually what you need to do so you gotta press the ejection seat the reflection's complete and you know that you have to come through kind of neat but it's kind of messy as it's stressing you out because you want to get off the couch and do something out of your normal existence and that means pain but they say no pain no gain so i guess i'm just gonna go down the train and leave a stain on the stain of Life, because we have to do this even if you feel the tribe It's okay, don't be stagnant You gotta be like a magnet You're attracted to it exactly what you're attracted to To satisfy your soul It's the path of life You know you have to sacrifice to grow To make your stagnant mind explode To satisfy your soul It's the path of life You know you have to sacrifice to grow To make your stagnant mind explode Channel Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Channel Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see is real life. You're watching this world unfold, the truth in these lies. Rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's shut it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down a little bit so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this kind of road and get the future. Generators want to start the whole thing But the message in this city we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the possibility to try to stop hypnosis Check.